Good evening, Bethlehem and saints of God. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, or maybe even good night at whatever time you're tuning into our Wednesday Zoom Bible study. My name is Pastor Michael Eton, and I want to welcome you to today's uh, program. And before we get into our Zoom Bible study, I always like to make it a habit of taking this time to extend the personal invitation for those who may be in Paul's Valley, Oklahoma, or Garvin County, and you do not have a church home. Now, you know, like I know, that God wants you to be a part of a local church. You know what the Word of God says, forsake not the assembly together of believers, and uh, perhaps you've even been praying that God would lead you and guide you to a church home and you find yourself right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. I want to extend this personal invitation for you to join us this coming Sunday at the 11 a.m. service. Bring a family member or friend with you. We're located at 311 North Dunbar. Again, we're located at 311 North Dunbar. We'd love to see your face in this place. Before you come, why don't you visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. Again, visit our website at www.heargodsword at Bethlehem.com. And there you can get to know us. And once you get to know us, scroll to the bottom of the site, click the Facebook tab, the Instagram tab, the Twitter tab, the LinkedIn tab, and follow or friend us in what I call Cyber Church. We'd love for you to be a part of our extended Cyber Church family. But ultimately, we want to see your face in this place that goes for first time believers as well as those who haven't been back in a while. Uh, we want to see you right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church again. Our address, 311 North Dunbar, right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. Right now, again, you're in our Zoom Bible study over my show. This is what's going to go on. We're going to have the opening prayer announcements, the reading of the word, the introduction video, the Bible study itself, the invitation, and the benediction. So let's go ahead and open up. In a word of prayer. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for another opportunity to come together as uh, true believers, to come together and look into your word as it's a mirror into our hearts, minds, and souls, and to which you want us to begin to reflect Jesus Christ. So make us and mold us right now by the power of your Holy Spirit. Speak to us that we may be doers of the word and not just hearers. We come confessing our sins unto you. Father, please forgive us, wash us, and cleanse us, that we might be in right relationship with you, that we might be in right fellowship with you, that we may tonight, this evening, this morning, or whenever we're listening, that we may hear a word from the Lord. We thank you, Father, for inhabiting this Bible study and those who are listening or watching in Jesus' name. Amen. And praise the Lord. Amen. And praise the Lord. A few announcements. Uh, this one is for Bethlehem trustees and deacons. Uh, we're going to meet uh, tomorrow, August 17th, uh, 2023 at 6 p.m. Uh, deacons and trustees and those who have been invited, we look to see you 
to be a part of this meeting and it is tomorrow night at the airing of this. So we want you to join us, all deacons and trustees, please join us. Also, uh, we're happy to announce, continue to announce um, our son and my son in the ministry who's uh, be being installed in his first church on September uh, the third, the first Sunday in September. We're so excited to go. Uh, we're looking for all of the Bethlehem family to join the choir, all the members we're going to go. Uh, I'm going to be the speaker for the 3 uh, p.m. service. Uh, they're going to start feeding at 1. And Reverend uh, Crawford is going to do the 11 o'clock service. So we're excited uh, to join my son and daughter in the ministry, uh, Reverend Chad C.L. Gray, along with his lovely wife, Donisha. Uh, we're excited. And we look forward to this great celebration in the Lord. Another thing we're excited about on the fourth Sunday of September is the Bethlehem Baptist Church will be celebrating 121 years in the gospel ministry, the gospel service. And we're looking forward to that. Mark your calendars and I'll tell you. Uh, Sunday, who's going to be our 11 o'clock speaker. It's going to be 11 o'clock only service. Um, so we invite all family members and friends. We invite those who are connected to Bethlehem to come back. Uh, before COVID, this used to be a homecoming. So we can make it a homecoming as well. 11 o'clock service only. Come back and join us. All those who are from West Town, we want to see you back in town. In Jesus' name, as we celebrate 121 years, September 24th, 2023, 11 o'clock only. So we are excited to celebrate uh, these many years in the gospel ministry. Well, Bethlehem and Saints of God, as I said on Sunday, we're starting a new series today. And it's a new series entitled How to See in the Dark. How to See in the Dark. It may not be dark to you because you're keeping your eyes on Jesus. But we want to come and encourage our hearts and minds and souls in this. This is a wonderful song here if you can hear sometime on zoom you can't hear it i'm gonna try to play it again in the video program but we're talking about how to see in the dark how to see in the dark we're standing all throughout this series on job chapter 19 verse 25 it says i know my redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth and we're teaching and preaching this series in order to have victory in the shadows. You must learn how to see God in the dark. Let me say that again. In order to have victories in the shadows, you must learn to see God in the dark. And uh, this series we're going to talk about tonight, Redeemed in the Dark. Sunday we're going to talk about Rescued in the Dark. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, 
roughening, roughing it in the dark. Uh, Sunday after that, then we're going to talk about renewed in the dark. And we're going to talk about the rising in the dark. So we pray that this series will be a great encouragement for you uh, because uh, you may be in a time uh, of darkness in your life. But tonight we're going to talk about redeemed in the dark, redeemed in the dark. We're looking at Job uh, chapter 19, verse 25 through 27, and it reads as following. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. Verse 27, I myself will see him with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. Man, that's a tremendous verse. I just want to read this again, saints. Uh, this is what Job said in the most dark time of his life. I know that my Redeemer lives and that in the end he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh I will see God. I myself will see him in my with my own eyes, I and not another. How my heart yearns within me. I know my Redeemer lives. Tonight we're going to share on around three points the Holy Spirit gives us utterance. We're going to talk about faith in the dark. We're going to talk about the father in the dark. We're going to talk about future in the dark. We're going to talk about tonight faith in the dark, father in the dark, and future in the dark. We want Christians to know today in a one sentence what I want you to come from this study. What I want you to learn, Christians should have faith in God to deliver them from dark times. Christians should have faith in God to deliver them from dark times. Again, we're going to try to play this video by uh, Sister Mullins, Nicole C. Mullins, and she sings the song, I Know My Redeemer Lives. Preferably, you'll be able to hear it in Jesus' name. within me cries I know my 
favorite songs in Christendom. I know my Redeemer lives. Well, Bethlehem, you know, we've come to the practice of looking at uh, the maps to kind of determine where we are on the map because it could possibly give us some insights on what's going on in the text. And I find it very uh, intriguing, and, and many of us have never really studied the maps. We've been in Christendom for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and we never really uh, get to see or taken a look at this place in the Middle East where all of this that has happened in the Bible took place. Um, now, this is a time uh, on the map before Jerusalem. And, uh, you know, I always try to, when I do the maps, we always try to figure out where Jerusalem is. And uh, on this map, Jerusalem, um, and it's my little pointer is acting a little crazy. Uh, Jerusalem probably would be somewhere around here. This is the Sea of Galilee and the Jordan running all the way down here to the Dead Sea, to which we know. Um, so if this is the Dead Sea. We know Jericho probably is right somewhere around here and Jerusalem is somewhere around here. Uh, but our character is someone who's known to be from the East. And uh, right here is where Job lived. This is where he was. And the story is taking place on the other side of the Jordan. And um, as you can see, uh, on the other side of the Jordan, and this would be considered the East, the East uh, back in their day and time, the East, uh, we call it in our day and time, the Middle East. And Job was over here, and Job was a man over here living for the Lord. He was living for the Lord. And there, as he was living for the Lord, he was blessed by God. He was blessed by God. And, and, and most of you have been around the church a long time. You know the story of, of Job and how he was considered the richest man in the East. And again, this was considered the East right here, right here. Um, you know, we think different today when we say East, but back in this time. Uh, and... Uh, he was the richest man in the East and he was just, God just blessed everything that he was doing. And then one day in scripture, uh, we see in Job chapter one that God began to literally boast about Job. And God boasts about his character 
And God did something that even I as today, as long as I've been living for the Lord, probably wouldn't want to happen. God began to boast on Job and God initiated what we're looking at in his life. He said, have you considered my servant Job? And he was talking to uh, the one that we know as Satan. And, and Satan had considered Job, but Job had a hedge of protection around him. And I can imagine each day he woke up, he was considering Job, but he couldn't get uh, to him. And parenthetically, you'll hear me pray a benediction that possibly you may not have heard anyone else pray this benediction that from Job chapter one, verse 10, you'll hear me say, ask God to put his hedge of protection around us, keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. That's Job chapter one, verse 10, where God has put a hedge of protection around him. But, but God in, in, in Job chapter one begins to boast on Job and ask the devil, have you considered him? devil says that, hey, uh, and he times translates, I considered him, I just couldn't get to him. I couldn't get around that hedge of protection. You take that hedge down and, and, and I believe that he'll curse you to your face. Ooh. And then he begins, Joe begins to be a great example of how to glorify God in the dark. See, it's easy to praise God on the mountaintop. It's easy to praise God, uh, oh, when everything is right, when everything is going right. But the best way it seems to me that God wants to get glory from Christians' lives is to boast upon you and for you to pass the test. Hello, somebody. And Job went through a miserable time. He lost everything. So anybody listening at the sound of my voice and you've lost everything. We've been looking at the fires in Maui and people there have lost everything. Everything. There's some folk that may be able to relate to Job because Job not only lost all his material goods, but he lost his 10 children. Hello, somebody. He, he, he lost, and it all, he had lost everything. There's some folk in, in Maui just uh, uh, missing loved ones. And, and they, could, they could easily relate to the story of Job because they have lost everything. And while he was there in the East, God boast upon him and believe that he could pass the test. Somebody's listening at the sound of my voice and you've lost everything, but God believes that, that, that you will glorify him uh, even in the midst of the divorce that you're going to glorify, even in the midst of the bankruptcy. God believes that you're going to glorify him in the midst of the fire, in the midst of the flood 
that you're going to glorify him in Jesus' name. Somebody, God, oh, has put you in the dark Woo. so that you can see him in the dark. Man, that is incredible. Job struggled with this thing. You want to hear a, a bottom base, bottom line uh, text? Go from when his wife cursed him in verse 2 to the emotional outpour that Job had in verse 3. But he literally cursed the day he was born. Somebody's going through so much that you've cursed the day that you're born. Somebody's going through so much um, that you may have even taken it further than Brother Job and you be, you're thinking suicidal thoughts because of the darkness that is around you. And God has sent me here today to encourage your heart, mind, and soul and say, oh, hold your hope. Don't take your life. Flush the pills. Put the gun down in Jesus' name. Because tonight God wants you to see him in the dark in Jesus' name. See him in the dark. And we go from... Uh, Chapter three, where his which was his lowest point, to chapter nineteen, where we are today, and Job in the midst of having lost everything. We didn't even talk about his so-called friends, who uh, after that began to uh, believe that that Job must have did something horribly wrong. Uh, uh, for him to go through all that he's going through. They believe that this was God's judgment on his life and it was the direct opposite. This was God believing in his life. This was God believing in his character. Somebody's looking at you and, and they're judging you because of what you're going through and you've not done anything wrong. All you did was to love God and serve him with all your heart, mind, and soul. All you were was faithful in the church and through the church. There could possibly be a church that's going through uh, 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 this kind of disruption and folk uh, of thinking that it's because of, of the church and the people in the church that you you're going through what you're going through and, and God uh, believes the direct opposite of what you're going through because he began to boast upon you. Hello, Bethlehem. Perhaps God has boasted upon you and perhaps we're going through this dark moment and dark time because God believed that Bethlehem could uh, endure in the midst of the dark. Perhaps there's a person at Bethlehem, a person, oh, somewhere else, uh, on the other side of the world in the Middle East, uh, uh, on the other side of the world in the, in the mid-core of the country, um, somewhere God is trying to reach somebody tonight that's in the darkness and other folk uh, are saying it's because of the sin in your life and, and it's the direct opposite. It's because you decided to follow Jesus all the way that God could trust you with the tough stuff. Let me say it again. Perhaps you're going through what you're going through because God could trust you with the tough stuff. He could trust you with the tough assignment, pastor. Oh, you're going to a church uh, like my first church 
I, I always say that it was like being called to a harness nest to which that had been uh, stirred up. And I got called to be the pastor and I bemoaned God and, and said, God, perhaps you should have gave me an easier church to begin with. But God said to me, I can trust you with the tough stuff. I can enable you to go in there and to live uh, as the light of God so that the darkness can be driven out of the church uh, in Jesus' name. He can touch me with the tough stuff. Hello, somebody. God says tonight, I trust you with the tough stuff. I know um, what you're going through. I know all that you lost. As a matter of fact, I allowed it to happen. As a matter of fact, I, I took that benediction off of you that Pastor Eton prays every Sunday that God would put his hedge of protection around us and keep us safe from our harm and danger. And Job chapter 1 verse 10, I took that hedge away because I believe that whatever the devil could throw at you, it wouldn't cause you to give up. It wouldn't cause you to give in. In Jesus' name, you can carry the tough stuff. You can all bitch press uh, the hard weight. Uh, oh, you can run the hard race. Uh, oh, this is not a marathon. This is an iron man. And I believe that you could endure to the end and glorify me in and through it all. I need some saints uh, who can take on the tough stuff. Uh, this mamby pamby. Oh, Christianity, the, the prosperity gospel kind of Christianity, they can't take on the tough stuff. That's what happened in COVID. All oh, Christian folk couldn't take on the tough stuff. They couldn't all believe that they could give their life to Jesus Christ or, 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 or give up their life for Jesus Christ by going to church. Huh? They'd rather live on the earth huh, than uh, to put their lives in jeopardy to go to church. Oh, God says, I need some folk huh, who can carry the tough huh? All these other folk have fought, fallen by the wayside. All these other folk that we call members of our church have fallen by the wayside. I need some real Christians, some real disciples disciples into which I can tell them that in this world that you will have trials in this world. You're going to have tribulation and I want you to glorify me in and through it all. And the way you can do it is follow the example of Job right in the midst of the struggle of losing it all. Job said, I know. Hello, son that my redeemer lives. Job said, I know somebody tonight, God has sent me here to remind you of who the God is that you serve, to remind you that he has the power to enable you to endure this dark day, this dark, dark time, this dark hour. In Jesus' name, that there's something that you've got to know in the midst of the dark, the series of, seeing in the dark. How do you see in the dark? You have to see in the dark by knowing some stuff. Hello, somebody. And the first thing you have to know is that your Redeemer lives. Woo! I know I've lost some loved ones, and many of us have, especially during that COVID time. 
I know that we've lost uh, some members of our church and folk are not coming to church like they used to. I, I know that you, 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 you're struggling with overcoming and cancer, but uh, uh, you, you've got to know some stuff. And the thing that you've got to know is that your Redeemer lives in Jesus' name. Is there anybody, if I was in the sanctuary, I'd ask the question, is there anybody here that knows that their Redeemer lives? You know what you're going through. See, Job knew what he was going through, but also he knew what it would take to get him through uh, instinctively in the spirit. And he knew, hello, somebody. He, he knew what he was going through, but he knew a greater, a greater principle of life. And that greater principle is that I know my Redeemer lives. And he helps us to see how to see in the dark. You see, really, it's all about your faith. That's what it is. That's, that's the only way you're going to make it through this dark time. That's the only way you're going to see in the dark. And, and 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 7 says it this way, and to which uh, it can help us to understand in a new way, for we walk by faith, Hello, somebody, and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's how Job could know that his Redeemer lived in the midst of the dark times of his life. The only way he could know that was uh, oh, by faith. You know what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, hello, somebody. That's how you see in the dark. You see in the dark by faith. Job says, uh, this one thing I know, I know my Redeemer lives in Jesus' name. And he knew it by faith. Somebody forgot that their Redeemer lived. Somebody forgot because of the circumstances, uh, because of the, the loss of their loved one, their mother, their, their, their dad, uh, oh, that child, the loss uh, of everything in the fire, you looked at the all of the ashes, and and, and 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 you don't know that God says in his word that he can make beauty from ashes. You you forgot to see who God is in the midst of the circumstances, in the midst of the trials. You forgot to know that he's still seated on the throne. It seems that life is out of control on this end of things, but oh, if we take our eyes towards to heavens, uh, we can see that God is still seated on the throne in the same way that Peter, on the midst of that sea, as long as he kept his eyes on Jesus, he could walk across the storms, the waves. Uh, he could walk on the water. Somebody's lost their sight, and, and they allow the darkness to overtake them, and they don't know that the only way they're going to be able to make it through this time is by faith, by knowing Hello, somebody, that their Redeemer lives. That's the only way you're going to make it through this time. It's the only way you're going to be redeemed in the dark. 
is you've got to know, and you got to know the Father. He said, my Redeemer lives. And, and we're talking in the, in the Old Testament terms, so we're talking about God the Father. I know that God the Father lives. I know he lives. Y'all know that old hymn says, because he lives, I can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because I know, I know, I know that I know that I know that I know that life is worth the living just because he lives. Our Father God lives. And guess what? He lives in the dark. Woo! But you know, there's no darkness in God. Hello, somebody. It's just like the sun. Many times we think that the sun goes down. The sun don't go down. Hello, somebody. And the sun is always in place, even in the dark. Woo! Let me say that again. The sun is always in place, even in the dark. And what, what we've got to wait for is for the earth to rotate uh, back around to the sun. And that's what you got to do in the midst of this trial. You got to know that God, the Father, lives. And you got to know that all I got to do uh, is to wait for the earth of uh, this trial to rotate uh, so uh, I can get all uh, oh, the light of God manifesting itself back in my life. I know God the Father lives, uh, and because He lives, uh, I can face today, I can face tomorrow, I can face the day after tomorrow because God the Father lives, uh, even in the midst of the dark. Hello, somebody. God says, be encouraged tonight. Be encouraged to have faith in the dark. Be encouraged to remember the Father lives in the midst of the darkness in our lives. My Redeemer, he lives. I know he lives. Joe said a little early in our, in our reading, I know I'm not going to have to see him in the by and by. Oh, as we used to sing that song, by and by when the morning comes, uh, all the saints of God uh, are carrying on. Oh, Joe said, that's a wonderful him, but guess what? I'm going to see him not in the by and by. I believe that God is going to show up in the here and now. Hello, Luther Vandross theology. Luther Vandross said, here and now. <laughs> That's a Luther Vandross theology. Guess what God says? He has the power to penetrate the here and now. But you've got to know by faith. You've got to have faith in the midst of the darkness. You've got to have faith in the father of the darkness. You've got to know and believe that my Redeemer lives. I know. Hello, Nicole C. Mullins. My Redeemer lives in Jesus' name. I'm running out of time, church. Job 16. And 19 said, put it this way. He says, even now my, and my witness is in heaven and my advocate is 
on high. I know in the midst of everything, the trials and tribulations, the death and the losing of it all, I've got a witness in heaven and that witness in heaven is my advocate. Oh, he's a, he's a lawyer, those folk used to say in the courtroom. And, and Job says before, y'all putting me on judgment. Y'all trying to try me for crimes that I didn't commit. Oh, what rap song singer said, not guilty. Y'all got to feel me. That's what Job has to say. And I had to put a, 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 a lawyer on a retainer. Oh, and that lawyer is the God of heaven. God, the father, my witness in heaven and my advocate on high. I know my redeemer lives by faith. I know my father is, my father God is my uh, redeemer in Jesus' name. My last point, Bethlehem and saints of God, as we talked about tonight, I'm redeemed in the dark, the future in the dark. I know that my redeemer lives. And that in the end, he will stand on the earth. I know my Redeemer lives by faith. I know God the Father lives by faith, even in the midst of the dark. And as a result, uh, oh, I can believe in a brighter future. Hello, somebody. Somebody tonight by faith in the Father, you have to believe that there is a brighter future. Job believed that there would be a brighter future, even though he lost it all, lost all of his money money, all of his children uh, lost the support of his wife. His wife talked to him crazy, said, why don't you oh, curse God and die? He lost everything, but Job, uh, oh, believed by faith in the Father that there would be a brighter tomorrow, and God has sent me here to let somebody know that there will be a brighter tomorrow. Bethlehem, there'll be a brighter tomorrow. Those that are going through, oh, chemo, there's a brighter tomorrow. Those uh, that are overcoming surgeries, there's a brighter tomorrow. Those that have lost jobs, there's a brighter tomorrow. Those that are going through a divorce, there's a brighter tomorrow. Going through bankruptcy, there's a brighter tomorrow. Oh, those uh, who've gotten a bad report, God says today and sent me here to let you know that there is a brighter tomorrow because you have faith in the dark, you believe in God the Father in the dark. As a result, you can believe in the future in the dark. Hello, somebody. And that in the end, he will stand on the earth. In the end, he's going to stand on the earth on my behalf. He says he's an advocate in heaven, but one day he's going to come down from on high. He's going to dispatch his angels. There's a lot of times you'll hear me say that, that God would dispatch his angels to come see about us. Oh, there's one day he's going to dispatch his angels to come see about you in the midst of the trials, in the midst of the tribulation. And Jesus 
name is going to go before you. Hello, Cyrus, and make the rough places smooth. Shatter the doors of bronze, cut through the iron bars, and give you the treasures hidden in the secret places that you may know that it is God who called you by name, church of God that's going through, people of God that's going through, saints that's going through. God says that there is a future for you in Jesus' name. Psalm 78, 35 says it this way. And they remembered that God was their rock. You see, that's what happened in the dark. You forget to remember who God is. And God has sent me here in the midst of the dark just to remind you of who he is. He said, and they remember that God was their rock. Somebody tonight better remember that God is your rock. The God most high uh, was their redeemer. God is your rock, which means you can endure this trial, church, this tribulation, saints of God, pastor, man, and woman of God. God says, you've got to remember that I am your rock. Oh, and guess what rocks? Oh, a rock won't. Oh, burn in the fire. Hello, somebody. A rock won't be moved by the flood. Guess what? A rock uh, won't be moved, uh, oh, by the winds uh, and the storms and life. Not this kind of rock. Oh, and he says, the, and that God most high was their redeemer. God is your redeemer. And he's going to redeem you from this trial, from this tribulation, from all oh, this turmoil, from this upheaval. In Jesus' name, is there anybody here reminded tonight that God is your rock this evening, this morning, this afternoon? God is your rock and he is your redeemer. And you got to know like Job knows. You got to know like uh, uh, Nicole C. Mellon's new. I know my Redeemer lives in Jesus' name. I'm out of time, church. Bethlehem and saints of God, I'm out of time. I want to thank you for listening tonight in this Bible study. Uh, redeemed in the dark. And I'll say it like I began. Christians should have faith in God to deliver them from dark times. And before we leave this study tonight, uh, there are some decisions I, I need uh, for you to make. And, and, and you know, I major on the accepting of Jesus Christ. There's some maybe listening and you need to be baptized. Join the body of Christ here at Bethlehem Baptist Church prayer, rededication, and acceptance to the call to preach. Um, but of course, you know, I major on accepting Jesus Christ. The Bible says there's somebody tonight that needs to be redeemed from the dark, and it's not the trial that you're going through. It's uh, the darkness of not knowing God. Perhaps these trials, perhaps this darkness, God, manifested in your life so that you could be saved today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening. For the Bible says that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish, but 
That means to be redeemed, but have everlasting life. He wants to redeem you from the darkness of not knowing who he is. And if you can believe that Jesus Christ was God's only son and the only way to God, you can pray this simple prayer tonight and be redeemed and give your life to Jesus Christ. Be redeemed from the darkness by simply praying, dear Lord Jesus, I come tonight asking you to come into my heart and to come into my life. I believe that you're God's only son. I believe that you died for my sins, was buried and raised again on the third day so that today, this moment, this hour, this minute, I might give my life to you. I give my life away to you. Come into my life and redeem me. And Jesus, I want you to pray that prayer this coming Sunday. And we want you to, after you come, come down uh, the aisles after I finish preaching this coming Sunday and let me know that you pray to accept Jesus Christ um, by listening to this uh, Wednesday Bible study. We're accept you in the body of Jesus Christ right here at the Bethlehem Baptist Church. And we'll lead you in what you need to do uh, after that, which is to be baptized. So we want to let you know or tell you to come on home if you're anywhere near the Bethlehem Baptist Church, 311 North Dunbar, right here in the heart of Paul's Valley, Oklahoma. If you pray that prayer for the first time and you're anywhere else in the United States or the world, we're going to pray that God will use the Holy Spirit that's been put on the inside of you to lead you and guide you to a church home. And you must become a part of a church home. And we're praying and we'll be praying that God will lead you by the power of his Holy Spirit to the church home he wants you to be a part of, Bethlehem. I want to thank you for being in our Bible study tonight. And as always, we want to challenge you here to stay connected, stay connected to God's person. Um, stay connected to God's precepts, and we're glad that you're in Bible study. We want to see you in uh, Sunday school this coming Sunday as well. The disciples are learners, and uh, that's what discipleship is all about. You see, God didn't tell us to make members. He told us to make disciples. A member could be a part of the roster and the role and never show up. That's not what God called us to do. He said, make disciples. And a disciple is a learner. Christian education is very important. You have to be involved in places where you can learn more of God. So uh, we want to see you this coming Sunday. Stay connected. I want you to remember, stay connected to God's people. Let me go ahead and give this Job benediction as I shared earlier. Uh, shall we pray? Father God, we pray. You put your hedge of protection around us. Keep us safe from our harm and danger until we meet again. And the people of God said, amen and praise the Lord. Bethlehem, I want to thank you once again for joining us tonight. And you are dismissed. If this word encourages you, I want you to pass it on through the pastor's text to family members and friends who you know maybe going through a dark time. God bless. Goodbye.